All right, day 46. Yep, Americans trapped behind enemy lines, and that means they are now subject to the terrorists, the Taliban. That's Americans. That's uh, their families. That's green card holders, thousands of them. And that also would include our Afghan allies. And, and what's Joe doing? Nothing. What are these generals doing? Nothing. They're spinning. They're lying like a top. And we're getting a lot of admissions here. The bottom line is this. Now that General Milley admits that, well, you'll still hear the chatter if we attack you. I mean, and, and I'll, I'll, heck, I'll tell you myself. Let's listen. You're quoted in the Woodward book as telling the, ch- the top Chinese communist military commander, quote, if we're going to attack, I'm going to call you ahead of time. Is that true, General Milley? Well, let me tell you what I actually said. Uh, well, that's we- not true. I hope that's Let me tell you what I actually said, Senator. Uh, what I said, if there's going to be a war, uh, if there's going to be an attack, there's going to be a lot of calls and tension ahead of time. But what you you're going to get, call, you, you're your, gonna get your calls. Your testimony was that you were Senator, certain all... President Trump would not attack. That's your testimony this morning. That is true. That okay, is then why true. would you? And I was, I was communicating to my Chinese counterpart on instructions, by the way, to de-escalate the situation. And I told them if there was going to be an attack, there'll be plenty of communications going back and forth. Your intel system's going to pick it up. I said, I'll probably call you. Everybody will be calling you. I'll probably call you and tell you there's going to be an attack. That is a fireable offense. And since when is, did it become okay for generals that are supposed to be the, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs that's talking to Trump hating authors, uh, as he did with Woodward and Bender and all these other authors, which he admitted to yesterday. Now, there's so much to unpack here. Giving interviews he should not ever give. That's not his job. Now, I want to be clear about something else because this is very important as well, because he's claiming that he was told to do this. Well, we've actually gone and we've done our research and our investigation. And in fact, we now know that is absolutely not true because the acting defense secretary, Miller, said he did not authorize Milley to make China calls. And by the way, the chain of command goes like this. The president is the commander in chief under our Constitution. He makes all the decisions. That is that is how our military works. Okay. The next in command would be the secretary of defense. He would be in charge of the chairman of the joint chiefs. And then we have former acting secretary of defense, Christopher Miller at the time. He led the Pentagon from the period of the after the 2020 election through inauguration day. And he was very clear, quote, that he did not and would not ever authorize the joint chiefs of staff to have secret calls with his Chinese counterpart describing the allegations as disgraceful and unprecedented and an unprecedented act of insubordination, calling on him to resign immediately. He gave this statement to FoxNews.com that the United States Armed Forces from its inception has operated under the uh, principle of civilian control of the military. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff is the highest ranking military officer whose role is providing military-specific advice to the president and by law is prohibited 
from exercising authority to command forces. Miller said the chain of command runs from the president to the secretary of defense, not through the chairman. And that was a reference to the other allegation in the book, allegation one, that he would give a heads up to his Chinese counterpart. And secondly, the allegation that he had some type of loyalty oath uh, with fellow high ranking military officers that I'm going to insert myself in the chain of command if there's going to be a, the use of a nuclear weapon. And whatever happened with the Pelosi phone call, I don't know. Well, he says, well, I'm not in a position to assess whether somebody's mentally competent or not. But that doesn't really get to the bottom of what really happened. And these other generals that apparently one by one had to agree that every decision would go through him. If, in fact, there was going to be if the president was going to use his lone constitutional authority. I mean, it's this is simple. This is not that difficult. You know, and then he says his argument is, well, I talk to the media multiple times a week. Why do you talk to Trump hating media? That 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 would be the control of your secretary of defense and your commander in chief. You know that this withdrawal has been an unmitigated disaster. And, you know, when we get to the heart of it, you know, it took Josh Hawley a lot yesterday to get out of them that they stranded and abandoned Americans behind enemy lines. This is not something that they completely want to acknowledge even. At one point, I believe it was Secretary of Defense Austin admitting, well, there could be 4,000 people there. I don't think it's 4,000, but there could be 4,000 Americans there. You know, the fact that we don't have a, a, a sure answer is frightening. You know, they're saying, well, we got 200 people out last week. Okay, but last week you told us there was less than 100 people there. They can't even get their lies straight. They don't even have an accurate accounting of everybody. You know, I'm being told that there's anywhere between three, five hundred Americans still caught behind enemy lines. Nobody can answer why the secretary of state Blinken, the moron that he is, and he's a more he's an idiot. You know why the fact that he's sending out memos. If you are on a chartered flight, you are not allowed to land in the United States. You mean if Americans that have been, that you abandoned behind enemy lines if there are groups that are paying for the flights and Americans on the ground helping them evacuate and risking their lives in enemy territory and they get on an airplane, they can't land in America and they, you're not going to allow it. And then you even say, well, if you need your proper credentials, we advise you to go to another country to get them because the Kabul State Department office is closed. Well, that's the point, you moron. You can't get to another country because you can't get the hell out of there because you abandoned them. And then it gets worse. These same people are saying, well, if you get the permission of a third party country to accept your charter flight and need our specific permission, it will not be forthcoming. Why not? Why? Because they want to be embarrassed they don't want to be embarrassed, rather, that, and humiliated that they abandon Americans and their egos can't handle the fact that there are other people that have stepped up to fill the void that they themselves, you know, because of the crisis of their own making. You've got to be kidding me. The same idiots that were sending out memos. Uh, you might want to start making your way to the Kar Karzai International Airport, but we can't guarantee your safety. The U.S. government cannot guarantee your safety. And then when you get there, you know, we have people telling stories about guns being pointed at their head. Then they had to get through all the Taliban checkpoints 
Because when we could have gotten people out safely in March, April, May, June, and July, and we have, you know, we, we know that the Taliban was on the march. I, you know, we've created this map. I've shown it. I might just slow down the map tonight. And the, the, why did the CIA leave seven weeks early? They left because they were warning the administration. There is a disaster in the making here. We're pulling our people the hell out of here. How do you know that, Hannity? I've got sources. That's how I know. I do my job. And, and, and by the way, it's not like they were hiding the information. They did not fail. They did their job. And they were saying it every single day. People on the Intelligence Committee, they were reading the briefings every day about the deterioration of the situation in Afghanistan, in part because Joe Biden allowed the Taliban to march from the southern province where they were under Donald Trump, where not a single American died in 18 months, the last year of Trump's presidency. Not one American died. And the plan was to keep Bagram Air Base. The plan was to obliterate the Taliban if they dared move an inch outside of the territory assigned to them. And the plan was conditions based on the ground removal. Now, they finally asked the military on August the 25th, uh, well, what do you think we should do with the deadline? Should we change the deadline? The deadline's, what, seven days away. Are you kidding me? The Kabul fell August 15th. It's a little late at that point. And why they didn't act in April, May, June, and July when they had full control of Kabul and evacuate Americans, that's anybody's guess. I, I can't give you a, a, an answer. But everybody involved in this debacle, this utter failure, this abandonment of Americans needs to be fired. And that means Joe Biden. Let me tell you something. And this is, this is what probably a lot of you don't want to hear. Meeting people on the left. This is the direct consequence of having a weak, frail, cognitive mess that has bought into radical socialist socialism as your president. It is a direct result of it. You know, when I wrote the book, Live Free or Die, America and the World on the Brink. If you look at the borders, a predictable, preventable disaster. When you look at begging OPEC to produce more oil and abandoning energy independence, a predictable disaster. The cost of a barrel of oil hasn't been this high in years and years. That means everything you pay for is costing more. The cost of natural gas is at an all-time high. And this is what a failing presidency looks like. Voters now get it. I mean, it gives me no satisfaction to say, I told you so, tried to warn you. You know, our enemies are emboldened. Our allies are aghast and fearful of what a weak. Remember, live free or die. America and the world on the brink because the world can't survive a weak president. Now, all the great, you know, feigned outrage over Donald Trump's mean tweets. Donald Trump gave us energy independence, gave us lower taxes Record low job creation for every demographic in the country. He gave us the judges he promised he would give us, the 500 miles of wall he promised he'd build, the stay in Mexico policy, ending catch and release. He made us energy independent for the first time in 75 years. He made NATO pay their fair share. He got free and fair trade deals with Europe, Japan, Canada, Mexico, even China. All the things that he said he would do. And he beat the hell out of the caliphate and destroyed them while they grew under Biden and Obama. 
Then he took out Baghdadi and associates. Then he took out Soleimani. Then he took out the al-Qaeda leader in Yemen. And the media, all they could talk about how mean Donald Trump was and how unpresidential he was. Well, he kicked a little ass. And America kind of knew in 2016 that they were electing a disruptor and an iconoclast that wasn't going to 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 go to Washington and act like everyone else in that sewer. And we all benefited from it. Maybe a little more drama than, than normal, but the media couldn't handle it. Were they really as outraged as they acted every day? I don't think so. I'll take a mean tweet and Americans home from Afghanistan any day. I'll take mean tweets and controlled borders. I'll take mean tweets and energy independence. I'll take mean tweets and and three vaccines and 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 one therapeutic known as monoclonal antibodies. I'll take all of that versus the Adam Schiff show that this country and the world is becoming. The, the poll numbers are diving for Joe Biden. I've never seen a president fail on this level at this rate of speed. This is not good for the country. It is not good for the world. I promise you, Americans are going to suffer profoundly as we already are because we don't really have a president that I'm even confident knows what day of the week it is. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. If you haven't taken advantage of these record low mortgage rates, please pay attention to me. There's only about 23 or 4 million Americans have done so. Look, you can get a 30-year fixed rate at, at under 3%. That's like free money. I don't think we'll ever see rates as low again in our life. I promise you. I pay very close attention to this. The Fed, which planned on raising rates in 2023, now they're saying they're going to do it in early 2022. So this is the time you could save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars every month, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your loan. And by the way, if you're one of these people that thinks, oh, no, I want to pay off my house, don't. Take the money, take the mortgage. It's free money. You can invest that money, and you should be able to do better than 2 or 3% if you know anything about investing. And don't, I don't give investment advice. Anyway, you can pre-qualify. Call now, 866-615-9200, 866-615-9200. On the web, AmericanFinancing.net. They'll give you a free mortgage review. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. 